0: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide?
1: Yeah, Digitex
0: does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Ken, 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Ken Holland joined us to open today's show. Our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Pay no overtime rates in their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. John Shannon will join us in 27 seconds time. But not before I tell you that guests on the show receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Eltaf will take care of you at Roos Chris. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. I saw Taylor down at Roos Chris yesterday pick something up. Uh, and Taylor medic has got a uh, podcast as well that uh, we'll be tweeting the link out to on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Without further ado, off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. We welcome back to the show John Shannon, our NHL insider. John, how you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, look, you worked a lot of games uh, over the years. You watch a lot of games. Uh, we do have a suspension officially. Sam Bennett got a one-game suspension for, frankly, a, a really poor decision on his part. But that was a hell of a hockey game last night between Tampa and Florida, wasn't it?
1: You know, it's funny. I uh, I, I do a, a regular thing where I wish most of the coaches or managers, since they know them, uh, good luck. And uh, I didn't get a reply from Cooper before the game, but I got one after. And John's uh, line was, "I'm not sure I can take any more of these." What a great hockey game it was! And to me, that might have been the best pure hockey game of the season in so many ways—the uh, emotion—and and and then I got wondering about it: how how much of that Bob was because we saw the crowd and heard the crowd in there. Nailed it! And that just that just that just elevated the the experience for me. It was so good, wasn't it?
0: It was, and you bring up a great point. We brought this up. I actually had uh, uh, one of uh, Zach Cassian's former coaches text me before the playing series against Chicago and said, Zach Cassian's a player that's going to get affected by this by not having fans because he said this guy said you know uh zach plays off the emotion of the crowd he builds on yep. it and that's what part of the reason why he was so good against san jose in 2017 is he was running around a rogers place and the orders fans were going nuts and he parlayed that into a terrific playoff run 100 percent like uh, and we're gonna see uh and and you know what john is it possible we might see a really uh, discernible difference between the games in Canada and the U.S. as a result of the fact that there's fans at the games in the states.
1: I certainly, I, I certainly think in the presentation for the for the fans on television, you'll notice a difference. I'm not, I, I'm not sure what that the the, the four groups of players, uh, the rivalries that have, have been created or or continue to be created in the North Division. Uh, I think that they'll be able to play at that certain level because we've seen it. We've seen it between Toronto and Edmonton, and and Winnipeg and Edmonton and Winnipeg and Toronto. We've seen that emotion. Uh, so from from that perspective, um, it it may be a little different for the players, but certainly at home we're going to we're going to get that sense of being different. Heck, I mean we're we're going to be talking about in the next two weeks, Bob. Uh, Twelve thousand people in most of these U.S. arenas, yeah, which, which is phenomenal. You know, I mean, uh, had Dallas made the playoffs, they were they were planning on selling the place out. So it, it tells you uh, it tells you the difference that fans will make uh, between the uh, the three divisions
0: in the U.S. and in our division. Did that game last night between Florida and Tampa? Did you? I think we discussed this before. Did you work the Edmonton Calgary series in '91? No. Okay, I, I, did, did, but I did. I know you. I won-
1: did, did every one up until I did the other three. I did. Okay, but but 82, I know you. Eighty four and uh, eighty six and eighty eight. Yeah. So I did four. I did yeah, four I did them.
0: four. Okay, I, I know you, you. You remember watching those games? Oh, That's, sure. That that series in ninety one was. I mean, I, I joke around and use the term "no country for old men" hockey, guys were hammering each other in that series. And that game last night, the, I, I know Bennett got suspended for a hit. From, there were about 15 or 20 dirty hits that you don't expect from today's players because of the way the game's play and just the fervor. And the, you know, the anger, you know, the joke is, uh, and you got to watch it these days, maybe not send it out in a tweet, I choose violence playing off a Game of Thrones and and Cersei's character in that. But the reality is, like, John, when I was watching, like, you know, Kathy and Tori were upstairs watching the game with me last night, and and Kathy looked, she goes, remember that 91 series? I'm like, that's what this is like. Like, they were just hammering the living snot out of each other.
1: Well, and, and and that was the element that we see in playoffs every year, uh, up up until up until COVID. And yeah. uh, I, I'll tell you what, though, I the uh, I, I was I thought for sure that we might hit a hundred hits last night in that game, and then I checked yeah. it, uh, and I think we were at eighty six or eighty seven uh, hits for the game. And in fact, I, by the it, and this is where you have to have the the human element. I think the game in Pittsburgh and the game in Vegas had had more hits than that one last night, even though they weren't as violent. Yeah, um, I. I, I rem- it's it, difficult difficult to uh, uh, minor officials call things, or rather, off ice officials now. Off ice officials call things different in different towns, but that last night was, uh, I, I truly, that was as electric as it gets. And. Yeah. Up until the three overtimes in a row and we had that game, I think the playoffs are up to a great start.
0: Uh, no question about it. All right, the two Canadian series. So, look, this show's called Oilers. Now let's focus on Edmonton and Winnipeg. I certainly don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for the Oilers. Uh, I could you know, I could see Edmonton winning in six. Uh, but how much do you read into the 7-2 and two record for the Oilers during the season, or do you just chuck it right out?
1: Kick it right out. Pick it right out. I mean it's it, it, Bob it's like when you go you go and got that great degree at the University of Alberta after Never got your first it. job it doesn't mean it th- it doesn't mean it, but Never after, finished after it. your first job the a degree doesn't mean a thing. Right. <laughs> so, So and and let's face it this if there's a team that can bounce back I mean the Oilers don't need to bounce back. I don't think the Oilers have played better hockey all season than they have the last 15 games. They they have been electric. Uh, and that's just not that's just not Connor and Leon and, and Mike Smith. You know, the, the addition of Ryan McLeod has given the bottom six another dimension. It certainly has helped. I don't think there's any question about that. But Winnipeg, Winnipeg has, I mean, it, 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 it's a cliche, but Winnipeg has room for improvement. Dubois has a reason to bounce back. Hellebuck did not have a great season. He has a reason to bounce back. Uh, you know, in Nick Ehlers, who was in a non-contact jersey this morning, I still, I still have an outside hunch that he's going to play on Wednesday night. Paul Stastny, who who didn't finish the game on Friday against the Maple Leafs, is ready to roll. Uh, I, I think the Winnipeg Jets are too deep to be taken, you know, uh, lightly, because their depth. I think it's the one part of their forward line. Their depth is something I think that might be an inch better than what the Oilers can offer, and and that could that could be scary.
0: Uh, there's no question about that. It's interesting, uh, John. I don't you know I don't know how much you buy into the analytics discussion. There's a prominent analytics writer uh, for the Athletic, uh, Dom Lucicin uh who who did a breakdown on the series, and he suggested that the numbers would suggest that Josh Morrissey is overrated. I'm like, I don't like Josh I think Josh Morrissey is a pretty good defenseman. That said, they play Morrissey and Pionk a ton, and those guys are smaller D-men. Suffice to say, you know, everybody hits in the playoffs, but the Oilers got to pound those guys when they get the chance. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and, what, and what was the story? What was the story of the Jets? Any success
1: they had early against the Oilers this season? That was Neil Pionk doing what he did against Connor McDavid. Yes. Uh, you know, so so you'd you have to expect that to happen. It was funny at the beginning of the season. Uh, if you had said, "Who's a better defense than Josh Morrissey or Darnell Nurse?" I think people would have said Josh Morrissey. I really do, and I I, th- I think at a, at a certain point, uh, that Olympic committee that Kenny's part of with Doug Armstrong, I, I think they have to you know have to look at both Morrissey and Nurse for the uh, for the Olympic team, and at this point, I would give the nod to Nurse, wouldn't you?
0: I think Nurse is going to be on the team and I'm going to tell you that right 6 foot 4. He, we've talked about some comparables and pe- like I I'm saying that I'm not saying for the duration of the career but I'm saying showing signs of playing along the lines of a Larry Robinson S type player like and he's got ro- yeah. you know room to grow and the canadians yeah. they had the best top 3 in the world at that time on deep but he's there's some similarities tough Left shot can skate and make plays and join the rush. And Dar- I mean, no, Darnell no. Led, he led the NHL this year in even strength goals. He was second in the league in defense goals, and he led the NHL in even strength goal scoring. So it tells you everything. Hey, you hey
1: listen. Any issue with Darnell Nurse is not in the offensive side of the puck pop.
0: right? Yeah,
1: you know you know that as well as I do. It's it's what he does in front of his own net, and whether he gets distracted going into the corner or not. In in my opinion, but even that was. Even that was a, in a limited time, and, and then you have to take it, take into account who he's playing with as well. Which so, cre- yes. which creates a bit of an issue at times.
0: Well, I, and I think come crunch time, it'll be Ethan Barron, and, and when it, and when it's a cooler, less uh, uh, less pressure time, it might be Tyson Berry some more. Uh, John, right. the Oilers. Connor McDavid got his four points against Vancouver. Got to 100 points in the second period of the game a week ago Saturday. And in my mind, the Oilers played like a a team that okay, we've we've achieved what we like. I know they won a couple overtime games against the Canadians. The Canadians had a bunch of guys out. Vancouver, Vancouver, you know, bad, whatever. They capitalized on a couple shots and beat and Do you read anything into the final ten periods for the Oilers, where they were not at the level that they were for the previous? That said, they still finished the year eight and three in their final eleven games. But do you read anything into the the, the final three or four games?
1: I don't, because I think they only had one true goal, and that was to stay healthy. Yeah, uh, and I think they accomplished that. You know, when you when you couldn't get to first, and you had you had insured yourself home ice in the first round of the playoffs, uh, there was little reason for any emotional attachment to those games. Uh, and and so, sure did Connor want to play and get some more points? Sure. Was it was it imperative? No. And so that's why his his minutes were limited, and at the same time, you know, no no one did get hurt, and the and the team came out of those last three games uh, as healthy as could be expected, which is a positive.
0: What do you think happens between Montreal and Toronto?
1: Well, I said with Reed the other day, Toronto
0: and three. So um, I'll take some of that. I, I,
1: I just can't see Montreal winning a game. I, I really can't.
0: All right, I'll take some of that action. I'll bet you. I'll bet ya Kristin, or they win one game in that series. Okay, you're on. Okay, you're
1: on. Okay. Yeah. I, I just don't see it. I think the Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, the Maple Leafs are getting back to being healthy. I think that uh, the fact that the vote of confidence, Jack Campbell. I think the players are thrilled that it's Jack Campbell. Uh, and I think that uh, I think the Maple Leafs are uh, are on some level of a mission, and they know. In order to get to the third round and be successful, you have to play the first two rounds quickly and help.
0: And so you got to be focused. What did you think, John? You still there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you think of Pittsburgh? We've got Brian Burke coming up in uh, 17 minutes. What did you think of Pittsburgh and the Islanders?
1: Well, I, I actually, I, you know, Tristan Jerry let them down. You know, in the end, I thought the Penguins did exactly what they had to do to beat the Islanders. The Islanders tried to slow everything down between the blue lines. The Penguins were able to move it enough, uh, and 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 they, you know, and they and the Penguins actually were were pretty stifling as well. But so uh, there were two goals I think had a terrible odor to them in that game for 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 Tristan Jari, uh, and he, you know, if, if he has to be better than that. Um, you know, I mean, goaltending in that series, it's going to be difficult for Pittsburgh because the other two, the other two goalies, the two Russians, Sorokin and Varlamov, are both very good. Um, but Tristan's got to play at their elite level at some point in order to give that te- a team a chance to win because you're not going to beat the Islanders six to five. You're going to win games three to two or two to one, and so you better have your goaltender at the top of his game. Now the big concern is what's wrong with Brian Dumoulin. Dumoulin got hurt yesterday. He has been a horse since he returned from his own injury the last 15 games, and that will be a concern, too, on the Penguin Blue
0: Line. Uh, Just tell us this. As a former television executive, this is the last year of the NBC deal. Does it change NBC's intensity and focus? Or does it – what what takes – I mean, guys got to be professionals and pros, but take us through the mindset of what you think happens in that situation. I think
1: it's hard. You know, it's a hard time, uh, having been through it once myself, uh, knowing that last year of a deal. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, in what I've seen with NBC, they are they are throwing everything at it. They're doing their best job. The fact that they are, uh, it's it's made it's made it easy for them, Bob, because they only have to worry about three three divisions. They don't have to worry about Canada because they'll just take the the Canadian feed. Um, but uh, I, I think NBC has done a, a, a really good job all season long, knowing full well that they may not get the rights back, and I think they've started the playoffs pretty well, too. They, they, have, they have been at a, a level of professionalism all the way along that people should admire for somebody that knows that their time is coming to an end.
0: TNT has one of the best panels out there, obviously, with Shaq, and for me specifically with Charles Barkley. I don't know if... You know like Charles Barkley there has been stuff that has been said on the air on that battle that you can that a lot of other people couldn't get away with saying it's and and I think I find Charles to be really funny cuz he's often self-deprecating uh is it possible given the personality of uh you know legendary NHL players that TNT could m- kind of mimic or come up with a reasonable facsimile of what they have uh, with uh, with Charles Barkley in Shaq?
1: Well, I assume they're going to try, Bob. Uh, the the interesting thing is is when we have seen people in our game try to be outrageous, try to play to the line and maybe a little over, uh, the reaction is not very good. You know, when you look at what Jeremy Roenick was like, reaction wasn't very good. But Brett Hull, same thing, two thousand six, not very good. Uh, dare I say even Mike Milbury, who was a little crusty at times uh, and then got suspended uh, and and then relieved of his duties by NBC. Yeah, we're we're a different sport than the than hockey than basketball and the NBA. Uh, and somebody's going to have somebody's going to have to find their way to to work their way into having the ability to say what those guys say. I mean, to have two superstars on your panel is is a revelation. Two guys, one a member of the Dream Team, the other one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, that, that's phenomenal. Uh, they, they, and they don't need to work. Uh, but they can get by with their sense of humor and they can get by with, with their, you know, truly by their seat of their pants. Um, yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see if that happens in hockey. We're, we're not very forgiving when it comes to people that say things bad about our game or demeaning to our game or have too much fun in our game. We're pretty critical, so it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction is.
0: Well, I mean, it, and it needs to be stated: the NFL does not allow for that artistic license that appears at times. That's the euphemism I'll use on TNT. I mean, it is pushing the envelope to say the least at times, especially. Yeah, no,
1: and, and tell you what, I tell you what: that panel, though. I mean, Ernie Johnson does a marvelous job, and Kenny Smith, the guy who's He's I guess straight the straightest guy. Yeah. of the three. Yes, uh, is very very good, and he 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 can he can maneuver through all of that stuff and 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 get you some valid information. And I mean, he's a two-time NBA champion himself. Yeah. Uh, so from from that perspective, I'll tell you, Bob. I have watched it for as long as it's been on the air, and it's been one of my favorite things. Me so too. when we launched a basketball channel way back in 2001 in our country, the only deal I made was to make sure that we got. NBA on TNT on uh, on NBA TV Canada because it was the best thing on television then and I believe it's still one of the best things on
0: television now. John, we'll talk on Wednesday. Thanks for your time. Yes, sir. Twelve fifty three in Edmonton. That's John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. You can test us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six Story. We'll get to a couple texts and the orders Now injury report for James H. Brown. Injury lawyers when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on Oilers Radio, 630 jed
1: Well, they're not going to change their game a whole lot, right? The, they, they've had a really good run in the back half of their season. When Smith came into their lineup, they started to win a whole heck of a lot of games, and they're confident, and they're playing well. So we always would focus on where we think a team's at and plan for their very best. And then we will look at pieces of our game that we like to get against Edmonton and there are pieces of our game that we didn't. So we want to clean those areas up and we want to make sure that we put our best foot forward in the areas that we think we can.
0: All right. Uh, that is Paul Maurice, the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. This is the winners now. It is 1256 in Edmonton. A couple texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. John Shannon just now said, uh, Cam... Text us to say this. The Maple Leafs know what it takes to get past the second round. Dut, 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 dut. How did they read a book, says Cam? Epstein's mother has texted the show to say, Bob, you're 55 minutes into the show and you haven't mentioned last night's Flames Canucks game. Uh, I have to be honest, I, I didn't watch that game. I decided to uh, rewatch season one of Narcos and ended up watching four episodes. So, no, I did not (laughs) watch that game. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Buckwheat says, I think it's a joke how all you experts are writing off the Habs before the puck even drops. Uh, Buckwheat, uh, I took uh, Toronto in six or seven. I certainly think that they're going to give... Uh, Montreal's certainly gonna give a, uh, run to say the least against, uh, the Toronto, uh, Maple Leafs. police. I think is gonna be a real tough out. No question about that. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Shorty, Shorty is, says Bob, you, TNT needs to get Mark Messier on the panel. Hmm. That'd be an interesting get for TNT. All right, into the orders now. Injury report brought to you by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, for every goal the order score, James H. Brown will donate $100 to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Um, let's do it. Uh, for Edmonton, Slater Cuckoo today paired with Caleb Jones. Cuckoo got back in after being out all the way since uh, the middle of February. With a broken collarbone. So he is up and running as we speak. Zach Cassian was skating on the orders fifth line, very close to a return. I think Chris Russell might a little bit later, uh, but will not start the series for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, You heard John Shannon. He said Nikolai Ehlers was in a non-contact jersey today. Elsewhere, here's Brendan Escott. Uh,
1: We know that Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher are now on loan for one game with the AHL's Laval Rocket ahead of uh, each of them returning for Game 1 versus Toronto on Thursday. Alex Chason uh, actually concussed Carey Price back on April 19th. Brendan Gallagher had his hand broken by an Alex Romanov slapper and missed the final 21 regular season games those will be two welcome additions to Montreal's lineup
0: we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and when we come back uh an old regular on the show uh back in the NHL in a management role president of the Pittsburgh Penguins hockey operations side Brian Burke this is Oilers Now Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630
1: Chad